Time for Rolling. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Endless and Crude Sloth. It's Time for Rolling. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And welcome to this next episode of Time for Rolling Esports. Uh, This is our last episode of 2017. It's crazy that we're here already. Crude and I never would have expected when we started this podcast back in March that we would be at where we are today, that we would still be doing it, still be loving it, and we cannot wait for 2018. Um, I'm going to do a little write-up so all my thank yous about 2017 i don't i don't want to sit here and list it on my podcast just because i will probably miss people but uh just if you're listening now you are part of the reason why we are still going so thank you we appreciate it so much 2017 has been crazy 71 episodes in less than a year um has been awesome we can't wait to see what brings uh it comes out of 2018 with 5v5 and everything else uh on this episode we do have left uh, from Nova, left Spectres from Nova, Nova back on. He will be um, going over VST and MMR with us to help us kind of understand and think about going into 5v5. A lot of people have been talking about uh, hard reset, soft reset, what they kind of want to see going into 5v5 when it comes to ranking system. Uh, so we talk a lot about that, we talk about some trolling issues that we've experienced going in and what we expect going into 5v5 and just a lot of other things about uh, the future of Vainglory. Uh, real quick before we get in this episode though, let me talk about a few friends of ours. Of course, Mobile Esports is a company focused on all things mobile gaming. They're trying to pioneer the new mobile market because uh, as Vanglory says, mobile gamers deserve better. And I really believe um, mobile gaming is going to be on par with PC gaming and that esports world. And I cannot wait to see uh, the future of mobile gaming altogether. And I know Mobile Esports is going to do community tournaments, uh, community events, all those type of fun things based around tons of mobile games, not just Vainglory. So if you like mobile gaming, always make sure you follow them on Twitter, esports underscore mobile, and keep up with a bunch of other games. They find new mobile games that they think are going to be really, really strong games. Uh, but I definitely can't wait to start bringing them more and more into Vainglory. Uh, then our other friends, of course, is the NACL, North America Champ League. This is a community-run tournament uh, that is run by a great community member. Uh, that we are doing season five starting in January leading up until the new season. We have Viz, NACL, Halcyon Elite, I believe. We have a lot of small tournaments coming up before uh, the competitive scene in Vanglory 8 starts back up. So these are going to be a fun time. Make sure you sign up. Starts January 15th. I think registration ends kind of soon. But make sure you're going to watch the NACL. There's going to be a lot of great games and a lot of, you know, maybe up-and-coming players, just like Vision Gaming. That's where they play a lot of their games early on to get practice. So if you think you have a team that has what it takes, make sure you sign up. All these links for both our friends and sponsors are in our show notes, so make sure you check them out. Uh, but that's all I have. Let's get right into this conversation. Left is home from school, is home from college, so his internet's a little shaky. Bear with us. Uh, you know, nothing we can do about te- technical issues. Unfortunately, the internet just really, really hates us sometimes. Uh, but thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. 
for the right targets. That is one trade. T-Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boy Top. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. Dotsley goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boy Top. Oh, Lost Boy Top. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives Hey, how's it going, everyone? And welcome to episode 71 of Time for Rolling Esports. Uh, I am joined with my co-host, as always, Crude Sloth. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic. Ready for another fun-filled episode. And our guest today, who is going to bring us tons of knowledge and explanation of things uh, that Crude and I don't fully understand. We understand it slightly, but... Uh, Left, uh, left is gonna help us explain and define VST, MMR, all that nonsense. How, how's it going, man? I'm good. It, how are you guys? We are well. We, uh, unlike you, did not just go watch Star Wars. I'm kind of jealous that you got <laughs> to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely worth watching. Yeah, we. I want. I need to see it again and again, probably a few more times before I truly have a final opinion on it. My first time viewing it was all right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely really long, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah, two hours and 36 minutes to be exact. It's a pretty long Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about real quick worlds. Give your give you your chance to talk about your your thoughts and feelings of how worlds ended up and all the crazy things that happened. Uh, yeah, I was like completely off with all of my predictions, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Deta I had your detonation didn't make it out of groups, and I had them winning. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say. I also found it kind of like I don't know, not exactly funny, but kind of like in a dark humor way that TSM didn't make it out of groups because Von C his bracket did not have TSM making it out of groups either, even though he's on TSM. <laughs> But, yeah, Worlds was really crazy. Like, it was amazing to see all of, like, the different regional metas coming together. And, uh, I mean, in the end, Tribe was able to do it. And, yeah, it was amazing to watch, even if it was at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah, so did you get to watch much of it, or were you asleep most of the time for... I mean, did you like watch VODs or did you try to stay up? How was your sleep schedule? Sleep schedule? Yeah, like the first opening night, like when all of those technical issues happened, uh, I tried to stay. And when I realized the sternum, I just kind of quit <laughs> and went to sleep. Watched all of the VODs the next day. And then I also I skipped day two as well and watched the VODs for that. And then I stayed up for... I think half of day three and then watch the VODs in the morning. And then on the final day, I slept through the third place game, slept through the five V five reel, and then oh. woke up at 6am to start watching the finals. <laughs> you missed the five V five. Yeah. Yeah. Like it started at like what? It started at 3am for me. So I figured I could just catch up on that later, and the finals started at 6 a.m., so it was like, yeah, to watch the final. Yeah. 
I mean, you got to pick one that you want to view. <laughs> yep. For for us, we were excited to watch the 5v5. And then, I mean, obviously the finals still matter, but we were kind of like, it was a little depressing. We were like, man, I don't, I don't know how we, because we were so hyped for that 5v5. And then it goes back to 3v3 for like the worlds. And we were just kind of, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, 5v5 is... I don't really know. We we haven't really heard yet when the new update for early access golden tickets are coming out. I'm assuming uh, probably the turn of the new year we'll be getting something. Uh, more content creators will be getting it. I don't know. Maybe Left secretly has it and has been making videos behind the scenes, but uh, that's something he doesn't reveal. Uh, I hope he has. That'd be sweet. <laughs> but uh, oh man, I wish. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a gold. I have a golden ticket and everything. But like, the only people close to me who are actually playing on five v five. Like, I know Eco is a beta tester for five v five, so he's been playing some of it. And I think Truth is on there sometimes too. But not all of us actually have been in five v five. Yeah, so the main reason why we're having you on today is there's been a lot of topic about uh, the visual skill tier, which is the VST, and the matchma matchmaker rating, which is MMR, and a lot of people are discussing what needs to be done with this going into 5v5 and having a reset. Um, I don't know if you quickly, if you can, want to explain the difference between the two and maybe tell the listeners what VST is and MMR, which one's important, which one is pointless, or maybe some of your opinions on it. Yeah, so VST is not really very important at all. It All VST is is like the little thing that shows where your number is on the tiers. Right. And like... If you have just hit Vainglorious Bronze for the first time, then your VST, your visual skill tier, is going to be showing you on Vainglorious Bronze, and that's all it is. And then, so what MMR is, MMR means matchmaker rating, and MMR is what's really important. It's what's always going to decide who you're playing against, who you're playing with, what sort of enemies you're going to be, what sort of teammates you're going to be matched up with. It's like... I, it's like MMR is like the pinnacle of the entire matchmaking system. Like every single thing you do in every game gets put into your MMR since you started playing the game. So like if you if you say like you get to like tier seven and you blow through tier seven all bronze, silver, and gold in about a week, and then you make it to tier eight. The your MMR is going to like remember that, and maybe you were like only playing a couple of heroes while you were going through tier seven to tier eight. Your MMR catches that too, and it remembers that and is going to like change your matchups in tier eight to reflect how you did. Hmm. So, so yeah, it's like a really complicated thing. So tier tier eight may be more difficult because you like it'd be more difficult than someone else's tier eight because you flew through tier seven so easily yeah so the mmr is what is not seen it's something that you don't know we don't know as a player it's hidden because of uh all the behind the scenes stuff that super evil does and it's like basically a whatever a history bank 
of every single match possible, which is important to have. Some people don't really understand why is it important to have an MMR versus a VST. And a VST means nothing. Why do we even have it? Yeah, um, the the VST is there just so like you know where you are, I guess. Right. Because if everybody knew where they are based on their MMR, then that would be like really complicated and hard to show. So based on your MMR, the position from your MMR is what's calculating, I think, how many points you gain and lose for your VST. Mm. But I said before that um, it's like since you started the game, but that's actually not the case for everyone because a while back, I don't actually remember when they actually... The people that were above the hotness, bronze, tier 7, they wiped everybody back down to tier 7. Right. Complete A complete yeah. MMR wipe for all of those players. And it was like no one had any match history anymore above those tiers. And it was complete anarchy, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, it took them a long time for all those like VG10 people that got sent back to... Uh, tier 7 or hotness or whatever it took them like months to try to grind and get back to uh, to vainglorious and it like was really hard at first yeah because the system had no idea which players were even good anymore like if Iraqi Zoro was playing during that time I would look at him and say yeah that's a professional player but the system doesn't know anymore so it might just place him with people that build contraption first on their supports or something like that and right. Wait, <laughs> that's you don't do why that. it was <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> actually not not since shinkaigen played like five contraption catherine in like 2015 <laughs> i remember that right when contraption came out and it did splash damage it did splash true damage to minion camps and stuff oh, God. but <laughs> yeah it was a really different item back then <laughs> but yeah it was some of like the pro players and people that used to be tier 10, it took them months to just get back because it was matching them up with people that they never thought they would see in matchmaking. <laughs> so technically, if you are in a match and you see that your skill tier was, let's say, POA, and you get matched with someone who's currently in hotness, just because their VST is that different, that doesn't necessarily mean their MMR isn't closer to yours. Yeah, so one possible reason for that would be they probably maybe, or they might have used to be in POA just with you, but they haven't played in a while, so their VST decayed. So like okay. when you decay, the only thing that's decaying is your visual tier. So even if you go down to hotness, but your MMR is in POA, you'll still get matched with POA players once you stop yourself from decaying. So it doesn't really matter that you decay. Basically, I don't think so. It's only it's only VST. Like the same thing with the dodging penalty that they introduced. Hmm. It's only VST. So, do you do you like that, or would you would it be even possible to have a penalty that actually affects MMR? I don't think it would be wise to include MMR in the dodging penalty because that might open the door for some people to abuse it by just dodging matches over and over so that they could play with bad players. 
Because I know there, I know there are definitely some people that would get pleasure out of taking a Smurf account and reducing its MMR to zero, so that they can work all the way back up through terrible players. Ah, uh, yeah, that does make sense. So that that might work better for me. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Which this this kind of transitions into five v five then, and the topic of we're about to start five v five next year. Um, I'm assuming most people will play it. You know, some can still stick on the fold on 3v3 and continue to play that if they wish. But when it comes to, like, the whole ranking system and stuff, like, each game mode has its own MMR. So I'm just a little confused, or maybe, I don't know if you even know, like, will 5v5 MMR be the same as what 3v3 was? Or, like, is there going to be a brand new MMR? Yeah, I don't actually know, but if I were them, what I would do is just, like, loosely transfer over everyone's MMR from ranked mode on the Halcyon Fold into the ranked mode for 5v5. So, like, if if you've been playing 3v3 ranked for a long time, and you know how Vainglory works, it's not going to be that hard for you to grasp, like, the very basics of 5v5. So, I mean, since you've just been playing Vainglory this whole time, you're still going to be playing Vainglory with the same right. items and the same heroes once 5v5 hits. It's just going to be a little bit different. So I think the MMR ratings for 3v3 for 3v3 ranked will transfer well to 5v5. Right, which makes sense. Now, when people are... I'm going to call out uh, this Twitter conversation. I'm going to use this as a good example. Uh, people are asking Nivment. You know, Nivment is a person that kind of takes the whole full force brunt, brute force, whatever, the brunt brute force of this when it comes to people asking questions about VST MMR. You know, a lot of people wanted a full VST MMR reset for update 3.0, which is when 5v5 is supposed to uh, officially drop. And, you know, a lot of people say without the full MMR reset, this is Chris underscore BG. Shout out Chris for giving me content to talk about. Um, but he was saying there's not going to be any growth and you know it's going to be the same people going against each other. And you know, he was pulling out all these reasons and NivMet is trying to like explain that if you reset MMR to zero, then you're just going to have Vainglorious players going against brand new players that are in tier two. And he's like, it would just be a disaster. And it would be like that for months until the VG players can grind back to VG10. Yeah, and I think I saw that conversation while it was happening, and NivMed is really right on them. I think when people ask for a complete MMR reset, they have like a sized view of it, like they'll just party with their friends and get right back to where they were. And people that they perceive as boosted or not deserving of Vainglorious will never make it back at all. And somehow the game will be better. But for most people that don't three-man, that don't three-man ranked queue all the time, it's just going to be complete anarchy. And, like, I remember NivMet said that when they did that, like, that was the biggest spike in negative game reviews they ever had. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to see just because so many people, again, don't understand the difference between VST and MMR, which is good to have articles out there and other content that truly explains the difference because just because your VST goes back down to just beginning or whatever it would be doesn't mean your MMR does. Like, if you're, even though it says just beginning, you're still going to be playing against 
other players your skill tier. Just like they said, like when they did the soft reset, you don't lose any elo until you get back to your original skill tier in the first place, which was what some people had an issue with, whether or not that was an issue. Um, I know another thing I wanted to bring up and talk to you about. Are you familiar with Overwatch at all? Do you play Overwatch or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I, I play Overwatch with Truth all the time. So in Overwatch, they have placement matches, right, in order to kind of, like, figure out where you start? Yep. Is that... I don't even know, like, how that works. Is that is that something that would be possible in Vainglory to have? I have absolutely no clue how the Overwatch placement matches work. Truth <laughs> and tr- truth and starting all over seem to think that it's, like, the percentage of the match that you're on fire for in Overwatch. Or it has something to do with the medals and the kills you get, or just whether or not you win or lose. Even like some people say that if you're playing a healer in Overwatch, you'll get like placed lower, or something huh. like that. But yeah, I have no clue how their placement matches work. But I think placement matches are a good idea. Like it, I don't know. It gives you. I think it gives the player like some, at least a feeling of control over where they go in the rank net. Yeah, I wonder if those placement matches, if you'd be allowed to be in a full party of five, or if they would make those uh, placement matches to be solo queue. Yeah, that would be interesting. It, I guess, I mean, if they were going to do it like Overwatch, there wouldn't be any rules about that. Yeah, I mean, I just, a lot of people have discussed the whole ELO and other systems and other games, and it's been an issue in tons of other games. Tons of other games have had major problems with ranking as well. And a lot of people's points are if if everyone's VG10, I put everyone in parentheses, I'm not VG10, but, you know, what is there to work for in the game? Like, what's the point of having the ranking system in the first place? So, I mean, I don't have any answers or ideas just because I'm not up there in that tier range. And I don't know what else you have that you've thought about when it comes to the ranking system in Vainglory. Yeah, like for me when I got to when I got to tier 10 for the first time, it was just kind of like a yeah, you made it, you finally here. And if you're not like super invested in Vainglory, but you got the you took the time to get to Vainglorious, then that's just kind of where it ends. There's right. not much after that that the game can offer for you if casually and you, you hit you hit the top. But for me, when I got to Vainglorious Bronze, I figured that I could probably get really involved in the community and maybe like start building something for myself in the esports side of Vainglory. And I used making Vainglorious as like kind of a launchpad for that. So there is stuff after Vainglorious Bronze, but you have to like you have to like look for it and you have to want it. I think. Yeah. But it's not currently in the game right now. There isn't really an end game in the app. Yeah. I mean at one point there was like tons or not there was not as many like Vanglory Gold. Like it was hard to get to VG Gold. And like now currently is it pretty common for tons of people to be Vanglorious Gold? I don't think so. I think a lot of people really overestimate the amount of the player base that's in Vanglorious Bronze, Silver, and Gold combined. Like, I remember Nivmet saying that we're like point, we're like 
one or two hundredths of the player base, like 0.02% of the player base is in Vainglorious Bronze and above. But once you once you start connecting with all of the different players in Vainglorious Bronze and above, like silver and gold, like you join Vainglory Discord servers, be a part of the community on Twitter, it seems a lot bigger than it really is. And you're like, oh, everybody's Vainglorious Bronze. But <laughs> there, in reality, there's only about 2500 people if you look on vgpro.gg and if you go back down to tier 7 there's like the hundreds of thousands or whatever probably not that many but there's so it's like an exponential difference it's crazy yeah Yeah, which is interesting to see what's the difference between people that get to vg10 versus people that get quote stuck in elo hell which elo hell is a thing that people kind of debate if it's even real or whether it's just your personal attitude slash whatever, how you attack each game. Uh, I mean, I know I know Dowsy has been someone who's talked about ELO hell a lot and how it's really just mind over matter. You have to grind through those middle stages because a lot of people say they're just stuck at Tier 6 and Tier 5 and there's nothing they can do about it. I would definitely agree with Dowsy there. I don't think ELO hell exists. I think while you're quote-unquote you think you're in elo hell that should be you like perfecting your mechanics so that when the time comes you can move up like what I, how i like to think of it is for every match that you get somebody who just sits in base and plays a scout traps there are tons of other players in the world who are also getting a person like that and it'll probably happen to the people on the other team next game and there are just so many players in the system that there's no way that anything bad is happening to you more than it is some other person. Right. Which it's it comes down to if someone is quitting and trolling in your game, do you just, you know, get tilted with them or do you just like, fine, we'll lose this game. I'll just continue to try my best and work on last hitting for the rest of this game, even though I know we're not going to win. Like it can be the difference of that and just quitting. Yeah, and when that happens to me, because it even happens in Vainglorious still a ton. Like, there's a few people that you just want to dodge, but you also don't want to take the VST hit for the dodging penalty. But after playing Vainglory for so long, through so many games and ranked, I just kind of take it, oh well, this is just something that happens when you play online games, and there's not really anything I can do about it except move on to the next game. Yeah, so I mean, Crude mentioned to me, we, we, we had a little argument about 5v5, about how is it going to be, now we have 10 players in a match, that's going to cause more trolling, or is it going to be, that's kind of what he had said, and then I kind of said, well, maybe yeah. it's going to be, like, if, let's say Crude, like Crude's side, if one person's trolling, and then I was like, well, now we have four people against five, and it's much easier to win a 4v5. And then Creed's like, well, what if two people are trolling? I was like, okay, now if two people are trolling in one game, now we have a problem. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you're adding the you're adding the amount of players in the game. I mean, like let's you know, for if, if there were six players on each team, and you're you know, when you're in the three v three, one and one, I mean, it's not that far off. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be you're gonna be really unlucky if you have two players on the same team trolling as bad as that. Like, I, I don't expect that to happen a lot, but still, I don't know. I still feel like that. Like a four v five could still swing it just as much as a 3v2. I mean, it's it's the same idea. 
So I was talking to a few of my friends that are really into League of Legends, like when 5v5 was starting to be rumored and talked about. And what they said was that when you have a, like a 4v5 because somebody is throwing in League of Legends in a game like that, where there's obviously 10 people in the game instead of six people in the game. So having a four on five is way better than a two on three because you've still got 80% of your team instead of 66.6% of your team. They said that what they what happens to them is they actually win. They actually have a chance to win in a four on five because the map is so much bigger and there's so many things that you can still do with four people. When you have it two V three, there's not much you can do. I mean, you can hold out, you can maybe contest for a while, even get some kills if the enemy team's disorganized. But once the Kraken spawns, there's not really anything you can do anymore because the enemy team will just group up there and you have to face them head on and you can't face them head on two on three. But 4v5, there's so much more room for strategy and shot calling between people that are in comms. Like if you're missing one player, you're a lot better off than you are on the healthy unfold. Right. I think it'll be easier to not... It won't be as easy to piss people off on 5v5 too. Like, there's going to be a lot more roles, so someone will maybe like be less likely to be forced into something they can't do. So, I mean, they're going to have players less likely to get upset if they have to do captain, and who knows what we'll see the roles kind of change anyway. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think Crude is right that we'll still probably see just as much trolling, but I don't think it's going to be as tilting when it comes to the are in for the people that aren't trolling in the match yeah there's there's going to be just as much like bad behavior and people throwing matches but it's just not going to have as much of an effect because of the amount of players in the game i don't think yeah i've played a few aov games already which you know we're not going to get into whether it's good or not but <laughs> i mean i've i've had you know fun games here and there and i've played a couple games where i had an afk that didn't play and we actually won four on five, and I still felt like team fights were going decently well. We weren't just getting destroyed because we were down one person. So that's um, that's what I'm mainly interested in five v five is just how it really does change how people like react and actually interact in match. <clears throat> um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know if we want to get like your last thoughts of 5v5 if you i know you probably already said it once i just want to make sure we kind of wrap it up and get our uh in whatever you would say in conclusion um what do you want to see when it comes to 5v5 as as ranked when it comes to ranked do you want the the vst and mmr not necessarily to get fully reset maybe like a soft reset i think if they are going to do a reset I think a softer one is probably the better way to go. Like maybe compress the people that are from eight to 10 down to eight, the people that are from four to six down to four and so on and so on. So that you're still playing with people that generally have as much knowledge about the game as you do. And if they really want to do placement matches, I think that's a cool idea and I'm not really opposed to it. And I just kind of hope they work. Yeah. I mean, they can't hurt trying. <laughs> Yeah, because in Overwatch, I watched a guy on Twitch, like this grandmaster dude that only plays Symmetra. And <laughs> he basically just jumped off the map and killed himself in all of his placement matches, and it placed him back in Grandmaster because of his MMR. 
Nice. So, so yeah, <laughs> if they were gonna do placement matches, I would hope they would keep all of the MMR there and still, to an extent, have the MMR decide where you end up. I feel like MMR is just this grand thing that rules over all of us, and there's nothing you can do to like get around it. Yeah, I guess the way you get around it is by winning a lot of games and changing <laughs> it yourself. <laughs> All right, so main thing really is VST is just for the players to have a visual representation of kind of quote-unquote where they are, but it really doesn't matter because MMR is the full, every match you've played, it keeps track of, you know, like you said, you know, maybe some heroes that you've been playing more, it tracks patterns, that kind of stuff to try to put you as closely to where you're supposed to be. One thing we never really mentioned, of course, which we don't have to completely describe it, but you know, if, if you're playing against another team that has the exact MMR as you, or like you have just as high of chance as winning that match, then you're going to only lose ELO or gain ELO, you know, slightly. But if you're playing against a team that is much higher than you in the MMR and Matchmaker thinks that you have not as high of a chance to win and you do happen to beat that team, like if you were VG uh, Bronze against a VG Silver, and then, you know, you'd get more of the quote-unquote ELO or MMR. So, you know, that's basically how we break down those two, um, each category of VST, MMR. Uh, I'm interested to see what Vainglory continuously does to try to fix it. I'm not necessarily saying it's broken, but I think they're always trying to fix it over there at the layer or, you know, tweak it and listen to player and community ideas. So I think it's good to hear some some ideas from coaches, analysts, and players directly from the community. Yeah, and I think they're always trying to make it better, but I can't imagine how annoying it is for NivMet because what does not help NivMet is people screaming, I got stuck with a troll in tier six. This is obviously the matchmaker's fault. Fix your broken game. Because <laughs> I, I can't imagine how much of that he has to deal with. And there's there's no remedy for that. That's not even like a fair thing to say. Yeah, it's I I, I wouldn't say that <clears throat> I wouldn't say fix your broken game. I more of I get annoyed when I see like the screenshots on Twitter as well. I've posted one myself, um, but you know when people more of just blame the developers for it happening and saying why do these people still play this game? Why do they still have an account? Why are they not just permanently banned? You know that's a whole nother conversation about getting in. How does SCMC actually deal with this issue of trolls and that kind of stuff? I don't I don't think it's as simple as some people hope it to be. You know, you, you mess up one game, you get banned for life. I don't think that's really an answer here. Yeah, it's it's a really difficult problem to address, especially for a company that's as small as Super Evil is. Like I know that Valve Valve got around the cheating problem by in CSGO. There's so many hackers in CSGO, or at least there used to be, until Valve introduced um, phone number verification for every account. So if you wanted to get around a ban and play and again with hacks, you'd have to buy an entirely new phone with a new phone number. Wow. <laughs> that would kill the smurfing problem pretty quickly, too. It was just, I don't know how that would roll out, because I've never played CSGO. Yeah, I mean, there's people that legit have like eight accounts out there that are all vainglorious bronze. Yeah, I know I have two, and I've played against so many pro players' Smurf accounts before. But yeah, it's 
it's a really difficult problem that I don't think they should be focusing on right now because they got to get 5v5 out in a perfect state. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how some people in this community are. They expect uh, SEMC to figure everything out at the same time and as quick as possible. Just a little yeah, bit. <laughs> sometimes I feel tempted to, like, actually, my next YouTube video is going to be about what you do when you encounter a troll because... And, like, the whole message of the video is just going to be you ignore him and play like he's not there and you move on to the next game like nothing happened. Like, yeah, I recorded I recorded a full match of this Arden player who, like, Arden's a good pick and draft, but I'm going to hover weapon carry even though I picked Arden for us. And then we didn't swap for him, so he built all weapon power and ran into the turrets the whole game. Yeah. So I'm going to use that as background gameplay and... Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's hard for me to not look at that player and say, "Yeah, you should never play this game again," just because it's like I get triggered and I my tr- my quote unquote trolling will never be like purposely <clears throat> like throwing the game, like building something stupid or like just running into turrets. And I think people that do that are I just I don't know how I can't just say they don't they shouldn't play the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough conversation to have. There'd be a lot more people we'd have to get involved to get everyone's thoughts and feelings when it comes to trolling and banning. Um, but hey, uh, left. You said you are you're home from home from school and on break right now, aren't you? Yep, I am. So so you have to deal with this internet for a couple weeks. Yeah, I can't really stream on it because my the bit rate is like too high. Even though my bit rate is only at medium, like. When I first started streaming, I was streaming from home, and like it would cut out like every half hour, and all my viewers <laughs> would go away. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Being from the Midwest, I feel your pain with the crappy internet at home. That's why I love being at college because my internet is way faster than it is at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll be I'll be back in like January eighth, ninth, I think. So that'll be nice. I can start streaming again. Yeah. All right. Well, any last comments uh, left or crude about uh, MMR VST? I think we kind of summed up most of it. Thanks for everyone sticking around and trying to. I don't. I don't think he lagged too much. We had a few errors there. I don't think anyone's going to hear those errors if I do my editing skills to the appropriate level. <laughs> yeah. I'm just really excited for five v five in general. I was pretty skeptical about it when they first started teasing it, but now that I've actually seen it, I can't wait. Yeah. I don't think it's going to fix everything, but I have hopes that some things will be less of an issue in 5v5. Could be. We'll have to see, though. All right, left. Well, when you go back to school and you get all... I'll be definitely interested in the video. I make sure to retweet the Arden video because I'm going to have to watch that and learn myself how to properly deal with a troll. Um, I think that'll be good for some of the community members. Uh, but other than that, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your break. I hope you can play Vainglory if you aren't lagging too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. Like I can play ranked <laughs> without it kicking me out, but like sometimes it does. So it's like I feel unsafe to play ranked. But oh well. All right, well, thanks for coming on and trying to break down this VST MMR conversation and giving your opinion about what you would like to see SEMC do and what you kind of expect uh, for how it to work out with 5v5. 
Uh, of course, really appreciate it. And good luck with 5v5 for 2018. I'm excited to see how, how the team turns out. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. No yeah. problem. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling. Time for rolling.